You're listening to the Variety Sports Network, your home for the best sports podcasters and live shows. And we are live and welcome to another episode of the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. I got Tyler McGurk with up me up top. I got Brian Johnson with me below. Boys, how are we doing today, Tyler? I'm doing good. Ready for episode 125. Got a good guest coming on. Uh, good to see Brian down there in the lower box. I'm ready. All right, Brian, how you doing? Did you get any I'm snow down good. there? What? No snow, no snow in San Diego? Um, I'm actually in Anaheim. Anaheim. Or Anaheim. A, a lot of a lot of rain, but no snow. Rain. Well, to me, that was the biggest shocker of the week. I got some snow out here in Cloverdale. I've never seen it fall. I've said that many times here on the podcast, so I finally got to see that. Uh, with that said, Tyler, you mentioned we have a special guest. Let's not wait, waste any more time. A guy I've known for a very long time here. Let's bring him in. William, out in Santa Cruz right now, does, does a little radio out there for the for KZSC. How you doing, yeah. Mr. Coolidge? I'm doing very well. I'm I'm super excited to talk basketball with you guys. As you know, my, my show's solo, so I don't really get to have that banter with people and be able to talk things out. So I'm super excited to talk about hoops. You can take a deep breath too once in a while. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have time to drink my water and stuff. Yeah, exactly, man. So, yeah, well, it's nice. It's nice. Did you get any snow out there? I heard that you guys got some crazy. Yeah, snow. yeah, we got a little. I mean, it depends where you are. Like, yeah. some at some parts of campus got actually like a lot of snow, and then uh, like where I'm at, there was just like everyone in my building around here. We just went outside, and there was like little snowflakes like on the ground. But uh, yeah, there was snow. It was, it was crazy. I, I know you used to live in Cloverdale, where I live. Did you see some of the pictures out here? Yeah, that's I mean, insane. Dude, it I was, was like, what the? <laughs> I never seen that before. Yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. crazy. All right, well, we're going to get into some basketball here. we got William on here. First we do, let me take care of some business. First, go check, get our, go check out the merch like we did last week. Mention that. Go check that out. we got some really nice sweatshirts over there. If you like hoodies like me, we got some stuff over there. So be sure to check over the Fat Boy Fadeaway merch over at uh, Bonfire there. Also wanted to give a big shout-out to Jimmy and Nico for letting me and Tyler jump on Thursday night, talk a little NBA. Obviously, they're out in the – the Denver area, so we got to hit on their nuggets a little bit, and they got absolutely smoked last night. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit too. So, uh, but we got to talk about uh, getting to their show. And Tyler, that was pretty fun jumping on the the far end of the bench, finally joining with both of them. Yeah, to get all four of us together, it's yeah. been a while in the making. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they do a great job. You should check them out. Yeah, like you've always mentioned before, they're one of the big reasons we even joined the network too, just because of how you know yeah. how uh, just how good they were and how much we listened to them before. So yeah, that was a big shout out to them. So with that said, guys, let's jump into what we always do our first waking hot take of the day here. Let's go to our what if. Like some, I always kind of I don't know. Like I guess with the NBA, William, like now you know, obviously we're a little bit older than you in that regard. Like I kind of yeah. look in the past. I love to look in like the history of what could have been. I know some people, you, you don't want to suffer on that because it can make your mind go crazy. But to me, yeah, it's yeah. always fun to, fun to look at a few that way as well. Um, Tyler, let me give you the first one. What, give me a couple of what ifs. I got more than we necessarily need. So just uh, shout out a few. We'll go from there. Because they're your favorites, you know, those are just kind of my big topics. Yeah. So, yeah, hit it up. Um, I got two off the bat. I'll go with – what if Grant Hill doesn't get hurt when he goes to Orlando? He gets paired with McGrady at some point. And what happens with that duo I think would be, would have been interesting. Three, two combo, which is deadly. Um, and then another one is what if 
the rumors are true that they offered Steph instead of Monte and the Bucks took Steph, this would have been a another Warriors mistake that would have held them back for another fifteen years. William, you got a couple there? Yeah, I was like I was really trying to look past like you know, there's there's the big ones of course like Derek Rose and Derek yeah. Rose and get injured and, and stuff like that. But uh my first one was like what if the pandemic didn't happen? Like this was this is more of a recent one, but like I, yeah. there's so many implications from that, you know, like like what would the Heat have made their run in that like year? Would they have made the finals? Uh, you know, would the Clippers have, you know, folded three one like they did against the Mavericks? Like maybe was it because of the break that they ended up losing in the second round? So because I remember they were like a heavy favorite that year, the Clippers. So that yeah, just cool. yeah, that was I and I, I started thinking about because of the pandemic also, you know, that's also, you know, ultimately that's why Kyrie Irving like had so many problems. Most of his problem with the Nets was because of over the vaccination stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, if there's no pandemic, then you don't really need to get vaccinated for it. So, you know, yeah. what would have happened there? You that know. is a major what if in the sports world. That is like yeah. that's probably, that's probably yeah. with every sport. That yeah, LeBron. I remember. I feel like the Lakers still ended up winning the championship. They were probably favored to win that year. So I feel like yeah, end of the day, that probably was the one thing for me. I'll throw in a couple here. I got. We'll go. To, I got run TMC. They don't, the Warriors don't trade Richmond. I think that's a bad one from the Warriors' standpoint there. For Billy Owens. Billy Owens, what are we talking about here, Don Nelson? Come on, what are we doing? Because and you know, I read some of the quotes. I went back and looked at why they did it. And they needed rebounding. They were getting critically out-rebounded, Don Nelson said. So they traded a Hall of Favor for, for Billy Owens. So not the best one there, Brian. <laughs> I got the team wolves I've noticed were on my list a lot. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were on my list. A lot of mistakes. Yeah, I had one with the T Wolves too. Yeah, there's I got obviously the Curry one. To me, that was one. And then I had I posted a picture earlier in the week with that I had to bring up the whole Marbury Joe Smith illegal contract thing when they lose all those picks and then they end up having to then they end up trading Marbury for Brandon who was still good with the um, with the T Wolves there for a short period of time. But just kind of that whole dynamic with that team uh, as a couple I had there. Brian, you have any what if in, in NBA history? Yeah, I guess I got to go kind of by Tyler. But this one is, you know, Tim Duncan had visited Orlando. And what if they had signed – what if he had signed with Orlando? Like, the San Antonio Spurs would have probably not gotten as many titles. and uh, If any. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember the poster, right, Tyler? They had that big poster with Grant Hill up and Duncan in their jerseys. Yeah. Visit. It, it kind of seemed like it was a done deal back then. Yeah, it was definitely there was a lot of smoke. That was for sure. And then, uh, and then the other what if is if maybe Orlando had paid uh, Shaq a lot of money and Shaq wow. ended up not going to LA. I like how was. how good of or would have Orlando have been? Kept Penny and Shaq together. A lot yeah. of Penny's injuries, obviously. We'll see. Yeah, that was part of it as well. But yeah, good see. Uh, one of my other what ifs, and going off of that, what if everyone just didn't trade their team, like the best players to the Lakers and Celtics in the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way to like Shaq, and then Kobe gets traded to the Lakers, Ray Allen, KG go to Boston. It just seems like these players always end up on Boston or the Lakers. Um, and going back even further, having to do with our Warriors and the Celtics, we traded uh, Robert Paris and basically what ended up being Kevin McHale for. Uh, Two bums, basically. Just a typical Warriors move. I mean, what if we hold on to Paris? We bring in McHale. Is that Warriors team something? 
I like Logan here go to bed. He's probably been up. Probably just went to bed an hour ago. I feel you, man. We get up early. We rock and roll here on the West Coast. Three kids forced the hand a little bit with that. Uh, all right, yeah. Will, you've got a couple other ones there? Yeah. Uh, this one's another kind of more recent one, but it's uh, kind of under the radar, too. Uh, do you guys remember when uh, it was rumored that Clay Thompson was going to get traded for Kevin Love back, oh, yeah. like, before the championship run? Like, that's crazy looking back, had that fallen through because – I mean, at the time, Kevin Love was undoubtedly the better player. So, I mean, I remember, the, I remember the talk being after that. I don't know if you remember the same Jerry West save the day. Yeah, yeah, that, that's he wanted to hold on to Clay. He wanted yeah, to Clay because right. he knew Michael Thompson, obviously. So he, he did. Good decision to always listen. To <laughs> Unbelievable <West>. decision. <laughs> good decision, Joe. Yeah. That was like to me Joe Lacob's best thing. He did. He didn't overpower anybody in that regard. Tyler, I remember we yeah. talked about that. Like, that was his best decision to do nothing in that regard with it. So, so that was a good one there. I always feel like a good one if, too, is – if I, I don't know why this one always stood out to me. And it just I remember it thinking the lottery night when LeBron James was at stake and there was the Grizzlies and the Cavs. I don't know why I was like – in my head, I was like, is he really going to play for Memphis? Like, I thought Cleveland just because it's a hometown, but I just was – for a second there, that, that's a bit, always a massive what if to me. If he was just one pick away, he would have been on the Grizzlies. And just let me talk about everything there. A couple other ones here. I'll go through it quicker here. I always like a couple draft day trades. Ray Allen, Marbury, Carter, Jamison. Those stood out to me. What if Sacramento beats your Lakers, Johnson? What if they beat the <laughs> Lakers in that Western Conference Finals? How much does that change things for the Kings history? Because they'd probably go on to beat the Nets in the Finals as well. Just a massive what if. Obviously, for this area, to me, and then and then, and then what the heck was Charlotte thinking, giving up Vladi Divock for Kobe Bryant? <laughs> no, they got Vladi. They got. That's Vlade. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then they gave up. They gave up Kobe, and then only got Vladi Divock back. They knew the flop was coming into play. They knew the Vladi <laughs> flop was coming. No, for that. Um, I was reading on a couple other ones. You guys comment on for like because obviously we have some Grizzlies followers out there. Some guys from Memphis. I read there what one that got the biggest one is obviously the year they lost to the Warriors in 2015 because they I've read plenty of articles about uh, and we got our guy here Ryan Harris checking in what's up Ryan Ryan appreciate you checking in hope, every, hope everything's going well out there in Tennessee uh, appreciate you checking in um, yeah we're we're talking what ifs and speaking of the, I think he's a Grizzlies fan there I heard, was reading an article about Conley saying so to him that's the biggest what if in his mind for that run was because he got hurt. He broke his face the the uh, the round before with McCollum, and then uh, Allen had the hamstring issue. So they, you know, everybody has their what if. But as our Grizzlies fans, I don't know if you agree with that, but that was the one that it seems like from a Memphis standpoint that they uh, they definitely did not like as well. Uh, well, they were up. They were up two one, right? They were up two one. Yeah. Yep, they were up two to one. And then the to me the the biggest game in Warriors game four, just a franchise changing. Thank you, Harrison Barnes, for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Harrison Barnes, for showing up the game four. And then Don't to say me, that Steve, often. and Steve no, Kerr's no. adjustment, and Steve Kerr's adjustment he made in that series, no. putting Bogan on Tony Allen and just letting him shoot threes <laughs> or like leaving him wide open when that's crazy game changing. I mean, that's something you do in like youth basketball with the like box and ones and stuff. Like, all right, we're gonna let exactly. that. You can't. I think that series almost changed the thinking for so many of us. Uh, a couple other ones here I got, and to me, maybe the biggest one is what is there's the the David Stern vetoing the Chris Paul trade to the yes. Lakers was like a game changer because it was like the Lakers. I remember thinking before that, 
the Lakers are going to get another guy. Like they just, that this franchise to that point just always got the guy. Right, yep. Brian, you know that. We've got a free agent. Yeah. We get him. We, we get to get him. We're <laughs> the Yankees of the basketball. We just keep plucking the best players from other franchises. That's what you guys did over and over again. And then to me, the most kind of drama-filled one is the the Sterling situation. What if that video never comes out and that, with that franchise there? Maybe he eventually gets, gets kicked out, but that's a lot harder to do without that. A, a good thing for the NBA. but a big Yeah, enough. I think it was a beneficial thing to get him yeah, out and no the owner who's willing to spend more money in them. One last what if. What if you pair Michael Jordan with Clyde Drexler and they don't take Sam Bowie to overall? Just probably the two best shooting guards until, I don't know, maybe who's the next best shooting guard who comes into the league after those two guys? I don't know. It would have been tough to stop those two guys. Not many questions of a shooting guard. No, I guess not. It, it was, I, guess, well, I mean, how was that have uh, affected, you know, look at Scotty Pippen. I mean, what would yeah. Scotty Pippen done without Jordan? And Wait our guys over at Let's Be Real, Ryan Harris, we was che- he's checking in with us. He he listens. Uh, that's how we kind of met was through that show. What do they always say, Tyler? It's not what it's the what is over what if. And so at the end of the day, these are all just kind of they're all hypotheticals, but they're just kind of fun to to look through. And like for me, it's kind of more fascinating to look at the teams and the mistakes they made. Like William, you probably remember this one. You were is a big one. Is the as as Durant, Harden, Westbrook. If the if the OKC aren't cheap, you know, like just the idea yeah. of keeping those three together. I mean, they went to one finals with no experience. You got to think they continue something like that going. You got a couple others there that stood out to you, William? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I uh, one of my other ones that was like it's more minor, I think, but uh, it's just like if Boogie didn't get hurt when he was with Anthony Davis, because I had that you know, down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was a they were fun, they were fun to watch, you know, that yeah. big duo. And like, um, I mean, of course, the year that he got traded midway through the season in 2017, and then they didn't make the playoffs, but the next year they, you know, they were, I'm pretty sure they were on track to make the playoffs, and the Pelicans did, uh, even without Boogie, and they had they had a run without they played the Warriors and they. You know they stole a game from them, so I believe they did. They stole a game from them. They beat the Blazers, yeah, uh, if you remember. So if they had Boogie, I mean, what more? What? How much more damage could they have done? I think. It's funny you had that one down because I had the same thing. Like I, that one was a big one for me because it was like I. Tyler knows this, and you maybe know it too. Is like I, I like the running things through the big guy. Yeah, I like running into plays with the big man, and they were like just so different at that time. They were both healthy somewhat maybe davis not as much but they were still somewhat healthy that would have been so different compared to everybody else at that time tyler do you, you remember, i remember us thinking that was a good trade for them yeah that was a very good trade they but tyler, the pelican yeah, yeah, brandon roy was my guy I, he was like my favorite player and he even went to my rival school that i hate and i still found a way in my heart that was a tough loss big injuries uh odin was yeah that was a tough this, one yeah, best player in college. Blazers in their history. Of <laughs> yeah, Sam Bowie, like we brought up earlier. It's sad history. Bill Walton, even. You can go yeah. back that far. What happens if Bill Walton stays healthy his whole career? Uh, yeah. I think another one, uh, injury, is Sean Livingston. People don't realize how mm. what a prospect he was coming into the NBA. He was like the next Magic Johnson is 6'8". He could see over people. He could pass. He could score. What if he doesn't get hurt? Yeah. No, that's a good call. And that's why it's so awesome that he has that such a finish with the Warriors at the end of his career to kind of like kind of yeah. I don't know at least kind of show a little bit more than that he was capable of. 
Yeah, he was, gosh, a different player, too. And he was able to adapt to his game. Yeah, he, that's a good call there, Tyler. I didn't think of him. Uh, my dad, he I texted him. He said uh, he, he always says this one, the Weber-Nelson situation. He always feels like that's a big what if because he's like, they just – because he always says, why did they keep the – you don't keep the coach. <laughs> Dad, I'm a coach. <laughs> but that's – I always thought that was a good one for the Warriors. Because, you know, Weber, obviously, maybe – I mean, you can't trade him, Johnson, in your prime. You saw how good he was with the Kings. Yeah, with, with Sacramento, too. I know. So, Brian, you got one last one? And then we'll, I got one last thing here. Uh, yeah, I think the, the the biggest what if is, like, if the Blazers hadn't have blown that lead in Game 7 to the Lakers, if they had made the finals, you know. Well, I, they could hit a free throw. I would have yes. loved to see it. I would have loved to see it. That's what we <laughs> I would have loved to see that, Brian. That would have been very nice to see that. No, that's a good one. That, that was a big blow lead there uh, at the time. Hey, it, 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 it's always tied to Rasheed Wallace, too. Is that why he at some point said both teams play hard? Because he, <laughs> he kept saying the stuff. That's my favorite quote of all time. It's even better than another one. Yeah, T. But back to the Don Nelson thing and why yeah. I don't think, like, me and you have had this argument about, like, wins and Hall of Famers and coaches. That Don Nelson almost did more harm to the Warriors. We brought up these what-ifs. Then, like, his wins mattered. Like, that's why I, I don't bring it back, like, to that wins thing. And what ifs? That's my, like, main – why he hurt the Warriors more than he helped them, even though they won a lot of games with him. That's an interesting concept. I need to, do, I need to maybe die. That maybe that needs to go on our new NBA show here that we're doing a little dive deep on the give and go here, starting in a couple weeks on VSN. That might be something we need to really hit on a little bit more. That's an interesting point. How many wins were actually beneficial to the team? I know they won a game with five players the last game. <laughs> that last season was bananas. That, that last game of his career, he wins a game with five players on the court. Still one of my favorite Don Nelson moments ever. All right, I the only one I did not mention. Only one I did. What did I have here? Was I got from the Hawks? Was the Paul? I always feel like they're if they you know because they had that situation where they passed on Chris Paul and Darren Williams and they took uh, Marvin Williams out of North Carolina. Always just kind of one that stood out of my head the whole time back then. Two thousand five, both great players. And then I never got to see him play, but everybody I looked. It was on every what if I ever looked up on today was Len yeah. Knight. So that one was on every single one as well. So those are massive what ifs as well. Uh, the other thing I want to get into with it now as we get into what if anybody got any last thoughts on what if Tyler William you guys good got anything else there we're good yeah I, don't know I got maybe what if Kawhi Leonard gets paired with uh, Paul George as a rookie uh, they had the they had drafting rights and they traded him for George Hill and that team later comes going to be the number one seed in the East with George Hill just imagine a Kawhi Leonard no that would be Brian I wanted to give you one last round though because I know you got a, probably an NFL one somewhere right there you got you got you got you got a what? Yeah, if. I mean, there's there's plenty of what ifs for the NFL. I mean, Charles Haley, Charles. Yeah, Charles, <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a bad trade. We shouldn't have traded Charles Haley to the Dallas Cowboys, but this is a big one too. And I think Mark he peed on George Seifert's car. Yeah, that would be what. <laughs> but, but then, but then later on, he I guess he took a helmet and almost hit Jerry Jones in the head in the locker room. How crazy is that? Uh, that's not, I mean, that's how good he was. He could do these things, and he was still like, <laughs> maybe it was cold outside. He was trying to unfreeze the tire. Um, what I, I do like this one with Dallas because that was it. That was an interesting series. That one has. 
I was looking at that series has a lot of what ifs. Miami has a ton of what ifs because they have that one, and then they have the Spurs one. Just get a rebound, San Antonio, and you know they have like a few in those situations with it. Uh, I, the, the Dallas one's always interesting to me because I just remember at the time how much Mark Cuban was becrotching about the calls, and how <laughs> rightfully so. It was like didn't, didn't, didn't he do a lawsuit? <laughs> he probably did. I think he did a lawsuit or something. I think you're right. I remember he would like video. I remember he like was hilarious, like with the stuff. He's like, I have like every data on every. He was analytics on the rest before they even had analytics. It was like crazy the way he did stuff. Appreciate P Shark checking in there. Uh, Logan, I, I I appreciate the baseball talk. We will get into that at the end of the show. Winners and losers. Hang on. So if you're if you're up early, hang on for another about another 45 minutes. We'll get to baseball here in a little bit because I have an interesting thought on the pitch clock moving forward. And uh, all right. Let's kind of keep it going uh, with uh, with basketball here. That was a good take on. That was a good topic on what if. Great, great discussion there. Let's get into the Warriors real quick as we kind of hit on other NBA topics here in a second. They get crushed with the Lakers right out of the gate. I mean, they just get smoked. A very disappointing loss. I mean, I mean, just I don't know, just not not a good loss. And then you come back. Clay hits 12 threes, gets no twos. I just love that part about the stat there. Um, I guess my thought with the Warriors is like. I know we said, oh, the playing game's automatic. The West is pretty even, and they're showing us every time they are just a 500 team. And they, my last question there, have they lost their identity? To me, it feels like a team, like Kerr's really, he's really trying to find something right now. You can see it struggling the whole time. And I don't know, you have these little moments with Poole at the free throw line last night and other stuff where it's just, just off, like with their team a little bit. What do you think, William? What do you see? You've been doing the Warriors talk here every Saturday. What do you kind of see from your perspective? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just obviously without like Curry's a superstar and he's a superstar in the league. So, I mean, when he's gone, you're going to feel a difference. But yeah. like it's it's it, you shouldn't the Warriors have such good depth and they're just overall their team. I mean, it seems like if anything, they're built to have offense without Curry. You know, you have Jordan Poole, you have all these, you know, shot creators, shot makers. And it just seems like I read a stat that they're they're twenty seventh. They have a twenty seventh offense rating without Curry, and their third offense rating with Curry. And so, like, it's just and you see it in these droughts. Like, the, they played the Lakers right before the All Star break, and they went into like a four minute scoring drought or something like that. And I think that was the game. Pool ended up scoring like thirteen straight or something. But like, you can't rely on that. You know, you can't rely on these. You know, th- these guys going on like fourteen, fifteen point runs for you. Like, you need to have and I mean, I think that's, you just, you said like, is there something different about the Warriors? And it, and something that I just, I have a feeling, I don't really like, I can't really back this up, but it just, it doesn't feel like the same, you know, doesn't feel like the same uh, ball moving, like, you know, selfless no, Warriors all. offense that, you know, I, I mean, for me, that was like what made me fall in love with the Warriors, you know, watching them back, like when Kerr, you know, back in 2014, 15 and stuff. And, um, I think that we've noticed that since Durant left, uh, you know, or since Durant, you know, has been off the team um, the past few years. Of course, he won the championship last year, but the offense just doesn't feel like it runs the same. Um, Especially the second so, unit. The second yeah. unit, there's such a massive drop-off now. You know what I mean? Like, there's no ball movement with that unit. Yeah. At all. There's, like, no chemistry. It just always ends up in, like, high pick and roll if they don't get any. Yeah, with Jordan like, Poole, yeah. Exactly. It's pretty. It's pretty ugly to watch. Tyler, what do you think about Clay's performance this week? I mean, I watched him on Thursday, and it's just like, ugh, like you know, like you're, you're like you're seeing some of the struggles, and it's like 
you can see you just it's frustrating that he has a game like the rock against the rockets and you're like i don't know his, it, you can feel he's at the end of his career that doesn't mean he's a bad player but you just feel these little things that along the way about watching him like the 12 threes are really good where you're like that's awesome but you also see no twos and it's a settle that's what i would do when i was at, yeah you know, kind of hovering around now at this point still nba level hovering but you get my point on that point so tyler what do you think of clay this week and maybe they're on that point of the Warriors' identity, kind of just seems like it's gone now. I mean, he played not very good against the Lakers, like you guys pointed out. But if you take away the first 20 games of the season where he's recovering from injuries, he's recovering from the NBA Finals, and he doesn't have any offseason, me and you talked about it. He didn't practice even with the team for like the last week of the, until the season started. You take away those 20 games, he has probably the most – I don't know this for a fact, but I know he has more points, assists, and rebounds per game than he did even in his prime years. And those first 20 games, he sucked. He was one of the worst players in the NBA. Like, we were worried that his career's over. Yeah. It's obviously not over. He's still an unbelievable shooter. I think he's the second-best shooter of all time, and I don't really think it's particularly close. Um, as far as the Warriors' identity, I just – I don't I, – I feel like it's just – so many injuries. Wiggins is having some family issue where he's not even with the team. I it's yeah. and then I think Kerr's kind of lost sort of his voice in the locker room. I don't think that he's as listened to. I I I almost think it's time to just get a new head coach. I think he's a great head coach. I'll never have a bad word to say about him. It just feels like his voice isn't hitting home anymore. What do you think to that, uh, William, with uh, with Kerr? Because to me, it seems like he's this has been his biggest issue with them, like all year. Like the fan base is like, obviously, take Titus Everett is going to have respect for him, but it definitely does feel like his voice has there's something not there this year. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that because, like, I, I mean, I'm not in the locker room. I, yeah. I don't really know what's you know going on, but it. I definitely have my criticisms of Kerr, just like, you know, he's supposed to be this all-time coach. He's supposed to be, you know, throughout the past years in the Warriors dynasty, you know, he's kind of, people are elevating you up to like near the Popovich level, not at there yet. I think some people might have him there, but he's, you know, he's supposed to be in the all-time great coaches uh, at this point. And, but I mean, I mean, we, I just, I, I personally, I think you've seen on Twitter, maybe like, I don't agree with like a lot of his minutes, like his, the, you know, who he puts in at certain times and yeah. um, just certain things. And so, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'm, I want to get rid of Kerr necessarily. I mean, he's just such a, he's so like, he's like tenured at this point. It feels like he's just, yeah. he's done so much to the Warriors. Like, it just feels like, I, I don't know what you would do. Like, that would just, uh, I feel like there'd be such a gaping hole after, you know, those are big shoes to fill, but. um Yeah. I don't think you get yeah. rid of him in that regard. It just yeah. feels like he's lost maybe this locker room for the time, but I kind of want to, you know, to me, it's like hard. <laughs> he's Brian, you, 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 Draymond punched out a guy to start out the season. I mean, that's never easy. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tyler, where's the Draymond rip today? <laughs> Well, he didn't play this week. I, 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 I'm not, I, you know, if he didn't play, I probably would be ripping. Uh, yeah, I think that's part of it, though. Like, you know, like that's just such a weird start to the whole day of year. Like, you know, gets, like your one of your players gets knocked out from your guy that's a free agent next year, and then Myers is still a free agent going into next year. Like, you know, Bob Myers, like the GM position, isn't even resolved. So, yeah. I don't know. They got a lot of questions they answer going into the off season here. And just finishing out the last 20 games to it. William, you got some other thoughts here on the Warriors? Yeah, I actually um 
I had a question for you guys. I talked yeah. about this on my show yesterday. Um, Cause of course the Warriors only have one roster spot left. I don't know the exact timetable of when they have to make a decision, but I do know they have to choose between Ty Jerome and uh, Anthony Lamb for, yeah. uh, for um, I guess theoretically they don't need to pick either of them. They could just get a free agent. Uh, but um, also, so with that in mind too, I mean, they are going to probably pick one of those two. Uh, also leads us to think about Iguodala and Iguodala. Like, you know, was it a good thing to bring back Iguodala last year? Like, of course, it was kind of like we were in the honeymoon phase because, you know, we got yeah. rid of him after, you know, with the whole KD fiasco going to Brooklyn. And uh, he eventually came back and then he won the championship. I thought he was going to retire after, you know, winning the championship, you know, just right out into the sunset. But he came back and he hasn't been playing at all for the Warriors. And I mean, like, even when he did come in, I think he played like a game or two this season. And, like, he wasn't that great. Like, no. Kerr was yeah. giving him minutes just because he's his guy, but he wasn't that great. And so, like, I don't know. I'm kind of frustrated with, you know, having a good all in the roster because I'd love to have Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb. Like, they've been – it was so hard – it's so hard for me to, you know, pick between the two. I think I have a feeling of who the Warriors are going to pick just because based off of roster needs and position, position-wise. But what do you guys think about that? Well – I don't think – I can't say I like Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome in the same sentence. That's not, it's hard for me to do on that part. I can't really? – there's just wow. a frustration I have with both players at moments. I think Jerome's the better of the two players. I think I think Lamb probably fits the roster a little better at the moment, uh, yeah. especially when Curry's in. But I don't – I think I, I think Jerome is the better player. But I just, I just feel like if he's getting as much minutes as he's getting at Lamb, I just don't see us – and that, to me, Tyler, that's just not a great sign. Yeah, I, I'm not big Ty Jerome. I think I mean they are playing because that we need them to play. I, if they're playing in the playoffs, if we make the playoffs, we're gonna get cooked on the defensive side <laughs> of the ball. Um, I'll go to the Iggy point. Yeah, it was a mistake to bring him back. It, like at this point, he provides nothing except for maybe some locker room leadership. But like I said before, it doesn't seem like anyone's getting through to these guys. Yeah. The offense isn't the same as it was before. So yeah, I think bringing Iggy back. They shouldn't have done. I, I think we could use another roster spot for guys who are actually going to be healthy enough to play. So, yeah, what's I think that was a good heat? point to bring up. What what's was the that? guy on the Heat that uh, – what's the guy on the Heat that – Yeah, Udonis for – Oh, uh, Haslam. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, think, I think the thing that's frustrating to me is, like, you're right, he's only played, like, a game or two, and every game he plays, he has jumper knee or something at the end of the game. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, I just think he's done. I don't think he has anything left in the tank. I mean, even if we get to the playoffs, I mean, I, I mean maybe he'll have a moment or two like, as a facilitator, but, like, I think – He's smarter defensively, but like on the offensive end, we can't play him and Draymond at the same time anymore. I just don't think like it, that's possible unless you're unless you the other two guys are just so on fire, or and especially with Wiggins, I'd be shocked if that lineup was even possible anymore. So I don't know. I think it definitely was a mistake bringing him back because I think it now cuts like you said a roster spot. But I think they had obviously the best intentions at hope with them. But Kaminga, he's a coach now. That's what he is. He's there to coach Kaminga up a little bit, William. That's what his job is right now. So, uh, yeah, he's always a good point with it. Tyler, anything else on the Warriors? Did you want to get back to the Wiseman point on him? Yeah, I don't. I'd love to hear what you think about this, William. Once I'm done, I just don't understand the trade. It doesn't I, make sense at this point. Why are we getting a guy, especially when we had a chance to realize he's not going to play this year? Really, maybe he gets in the last like eight games. I don't get it. Just we're forty and forty. We're gonna go five hundred, like you said before. We've been five hundred the whole year. Why don't we just play the guy? This is my frustration with Curl. Yeah, we need size. 
It yeah. Just, I, I hate the trade looking back. At first, I tried to like it. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. We get Gary Payton. He won a champion. Just play the big guy and let him make mistakes. Like, last night for the Pistons, he started playing 20 minutes with, like, five and nine. He fouled out in 20 minutes. So there is still the negatives that he brings. But just let him realize his potential on the Warriors. And if he doesn't realize it, at least we don't get an injured guard who was, <laughs> like – and that's where yeah, I was but, pissed. Like, why? Why are we playing Wiseman? Why are we not Brian playing this t- number two pick over, uh, over like Anthony, Anthony Lamb. Lamb? You know what I mean? So it's like the same thing. Like, you know, it's like, why? What are we doing? Like, that makes no yeah. sense at all. So it's just, it's perfect. I, I agree with you guys completely. Like, I've, I've talked about this on my show, especially like when the trade went down. It was just like there's, I, there's just so many things wrong with it in my mind. First of all, like, okay, we trade away Wiseman. That's been in the cards for it feels like a while now. There's always been trade talks about Wiseman but like first of all why get a guard my thing with the Warriors I feel like we have great like our guard depth we don't need to we don't need any more guards like we like it like Dante I mean Dante DiVincenzo essentially does what Gary Payton you know did for us last year like I mean maybe lesser on the defensive end but he's like he's a guy who will go amongst the trees rebound amongst the trees he'll play hard he'll hit his open shots and like that's pretty much what Gary Payton did and like I just I it's weird I don't know. We also have Moses Moody kind of rotting on the bench now. So it's Rod like team. It, big rot- time rotting on the bench. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of Moody and I was advocating for him to get traded. Just, I mean, I've, I loved him on the Warriors, but like I, I like him more as a player and I, I want to see him develop. So it's just, it's, it's kind of frustrating. And then, so not only do we have a lot of guards, but then Gary Payton, the second Simon really playing, like he's going to reevaluate in a month. Like it's, it's just, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that. And like, I, 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 I personally wanted to hold on to Wiseman, and I agree with you completely, Darren. Like, I wish, you know, they just gave him more minutes. Like, in December, he had, like, a 30-point game. And, yeah. like, and it's it, he showed great flashes of what he could do. And, like, that's what I was mad about Kerr about is, like, in the press conference, he was saying how after they trade Wiseman, he was, like, he, was, he just didn't really fit with what we were doing. And I'm, like, man, that's because of you partly. Like, you were you, – you barely played him. Like, you weren't giving him any minutes. And, like, especially in the lead-up to the trade, Wiseman, I get, like – if you're no, if you know you're about to trade some guy, you don't really want to play him. But like, yeah, it's just it. His minutes were wildly inconsistent. Like Kerr, it seemed like had like just a, he just yeah. didn't want to play him at all. And yeah, it's just I I don't get the trade. I think if you were to trade Wiseman, if you were to trade Wiseman, I wish you would have, you know, got like at least a big man out of it. Like they their tallest guy right now is six nine. It's like Kevon Looney, and we've well, seen like. Yeah, did, I was gonna say you did hear our, our podcast last week. You said that the Warriors have no luck with big, so it's a good thing they just yeah. moved on from. They can't have tall players on their team; it's not allowed. They can only it's, pick it's, them up on waivers. anybody right. anybody over six eight is not allowed to play for him. It's frustrating. <laughs> I agree. I, I would you rather have just gotten Sadiq Bay from Detroit? At least he's on the oh, phone. He can he's young and can play. Like, I just don't. It was money, right? It was like the don't the Warriors save like 170 million in luxury tax or something like that? Like that's what I heard. paid nine million a year. I can't. I know, that's what I heard. That's different. I agree. I agree. I'll ask, let's ask this last question here real quick, then we'll kind of move on to the other topics in the NBA. So give me a quick answer, Brian. What do you think? Do you think the Warriors, if Curry comes back, do you think they can repeat at all, or do you think they're they're toast at this point, regardless? I don't think they're going to win the NBA championship, yeah. but maybe they can make a run in the playoffs, maybe knock somebody out in the first round or something. But I don't see them going back to the NBA finals. William, healthy Curry, healthy Wiggins, they, their chance? I, I think there's always a chance. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, it's 
Is it looking good? I I don't know. I don't You're like know. Brian now with the Niners. I like that. I like that. That's how Brian did <laughs> with the Niners. There's always a chance. Uh, Brian's the opposite with William on that one. I like it. <laughs> uh, no, I hear you on that one. Tyler, what do you think? With Curry coming back? I agree with William. There's always a puncher's chance if you yeah, step yeah. Curry on the court. And, and, but everyone's got – Wiggins is just as important to come back and be able to play defense yeah. and hit open threes and play like he did in the playoffs. Like he's not rebounding the same this year as yeah. in the playoffs. So. If Wiggins and Steph get back healthy and they're fully and Draymond's healthy for that playoff run, could they? Yeah, but that's a lot to ask for at this point. I don't expect it to happen. All right, let's keep it moving here with some of the other NBA things here. Uh, kind of, we'll get. Let's start with the Celtics. They have a, just a crazy win last night. Crazy last five minutes of that game. My, you know, as the season goes on, it's kind of like I was thinking with the NFL. Tyler was like, we kind of broke down Brian to basically just what the Bengals, Bills, uh, Eagles. Uh, I am Chiefs, obviously, and then we had the Niners and Eagles. We kind of knew who the favorites were. I kind of feel like in the NBA, the same thing's happening here where the, where the Celtics are kind of just, to me, kind of showing themselves as the heavy favorites. What do you think, Brian? You think they're the heavy favorites there to finish out the season? Yeah, I mean, especially with uh, – yeah, I mean, it just seems them or the or the Bucks are in the East. Yeah, that seems to be the heavy favorites coming out of the East. It seems like the Sixers, they do show signs here, William, of it. But what do you think with uh, Boston? Do you think there's, they're the heavy favorites, like I'm starting to think? I mean, I know it was a close game last night, but they are just kind of have that finals and they got to have that edge after that loss last year. Yeah, I think, you know, I haven't really been thinking about it. I just feel like it's it's so, like, the league is so open right now. It's like I just – I haven't even tried to, like, pinpoint who I think is it. But I think – I. If I had to pick a favorite, I think it would be the Celtics. I think, like, especially the Bucks are, you know, definitely a good option. But, you know, there's the thing with Giannis. Like, didn't he just – he got injured the other night, and he's um, having some problems. So, and, of course, you know, Middleton has been out. Like, he's coming off the bench right now just trying to get back. And so, I think, you know, the Bucks have some problems that the Celtics don't have. And so, yeah, I think as of right now, you know, it's – I think the Celtics uh, <laughs> for sure. Um <laughs> Also, you know, they, it seems like they're having that storied season with Tatum winning All-Star Game MVP. Um, so it looks like the cards are kind of lining up for them to, you know, have a storied season. Uh, it was the only chance. They were going one-on-one the whole time. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah <it> <laughs> we get to that at the start question of the week here. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, Tyler, what do you think of that? Uh, I, are they the favorite? Heavy. Uh, I, favorite. I, I, no, I heavy. don't think they're the I don't think they're that heavy. I think Phoenix is right there with them. Any team with Durant and then with Booker. I just like the two wings that nobody can stop. And I, I, I'd I, rather have Durant and Booker than Brown and Tatum. That's just my personal preference. I think it would be a great finals. I think Horford Knighton match up. I think it's just good. It'll, it would be a good game. I just always side with Durant when it comes to these things. I, I kind of have like a little dull, I, we're not going to get into it. Like the Heat, I feel like, would be the team, like none of these teams want to match up against either because they're, they're like the team that could wear you down in that second. You know what I mean? Like if you do have to play like a – like you just don't want – to me, if I was the Bucks or Celtics, I would not want to play the Heat yeah, anywhere in that yeah. second round. Just, that's a dog You, you get playoff Butler too, and that's a little different. You get a little – Jimmy Butler is a different player in the playoffs too. Hey, I've I, learned – P-Shark has taught me. Do not doubt Jimmy Butler. I got it. I have now – I don't doubt him anymore in the playoffs. That's one thing I know. I think it's interesting with Devin uh, going forward here with it. Um, also, that play, that set play. I saw the Grizzlies run it last year with Morant at the end of the game where they yeah. put him way back in the backcourt. They get the ball to somebody at the top of the three-point line. They basically just – or half-court, and he basically just has to run a route, and they pass it to him. 
I was thinking through that last night, how hard of a play that has to be to stop for a defense. Like that is a tough play when you have somebody going full speed and like multiple options. And like, they don't, you're not just guarding the three, you're guarding a two as well. Like that's just a, to me, a very hard play to stop. Um, all right, let's keep it going here. Russell Westbrook, he joins the Clippers. They end up playing a great game against the, the Kings the other night. We'll get to that in a second here. You know, do you think real quick here, William, do you think Russell Westbrook will actually help the Clippers at this point? Yeah, that's, it's so tough. I feel like, so much of the narrative right now is like, oh, yay, like Westbrook's in such a better situation. Like he's going to thrive and shine. And I I mean, like, I I definitely, I think it's it's nothing but a, I think it's a positive for them. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like if he's, you know, racking up turnovers and stuff, like just take him out. Um, I think, you know, being on the Lakers humbled him enough. Like, you know, it's not a, like we're at a point where, yeah, you could take out Westbrook. Like it's fine. Like, and like, so I, I honestly think that, you know, at his point in his career, I think he will help the Clippers. Because, um, like, I think he's liable to, you know, have, like, a prime Westbrook game every now and then. Um, so I think – I think, and he also has Mason Plumley, which, you know, I mean, that's, you know <laughs> – I mean, I, I just – I don't know. When I, I think of Westbrook and I just think of, like, back in OKC with Spoon Feed, like, Stephen Adams. So – I, I just see like Mason Plumley getting spoon fed. Just like I don't know. Having <laughs> yeah, the one thing Mason Plumley can do is take a pass and get make it. <laughs> finish, That's yeah. One thing so, he can I mean, do. And he does yeah. defensive rotations, William. He does the defense. Um, <laughs> hey, what do you think to this, William? I looked. I got real quick here, and then I let Tyler jump in on it. You know, he's yeah. so far. It's, he, the one thing with him, and I'm gonna do it more next week because it just uh, it's too much of a deep dive. Was I wanted to compare right. Westbrook and Iverson, and the numbers are crazy. Some of their stuff. But obviously, Irish never got the rebounds and assists. Westbrook always fills the stat sheet, though. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter how he's on there. He fills the stat sheet for good or bad, right? I read right. quotes, Tyler, all over this trade like, oh, this guy, you know, he's not going to help at all. He's going to kill him, blah, blah, blah. I think with this team, he could figure it out, though, William. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook? Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 like I said, I think it's a positive for them. I think, you know, um, like he's like you saw the turnovers like he's averaging 3.5 i think that's just the biggest thing for westbrook like just the turnovers like i mean you can kind of live with pretty much everything else but it's just the turnovers but it's like i don't know and like they also have great guard depth so if like i i say ideally like if westbrook is you know if he's playing very well then you have a good chance of winning that game yeah. but then like if he's having a good shooting game like just keep him in he helps you out and you probably win so i mean does it make them a contender uh, I don't think so. I, I think it makes them better. I don't know if it makes them a contender, though. I I mean, if anything, their other moves do. I think, you know, getting Eric Gordon and um, Bones Highland, yeah. I think that makes them, I think just as a conglomerate, you know, Westbrook, Highland, all those moves in Plumlee just makes them way better. But I don't yeah. know if the Westbrook move alone does, you know, moves the needle that much. Tyler, what um, do you think? Yeah. I mean, I like Westbrook. You know, he's going to bring a fire to the game. He's, he's, he just need. I mean, it sounds awful to say, like, he just needs to not shoot the ball and turn it over. Like, he <laughs> isn't going to make shots. He's too, he's very inefficient. But if he just is like a pace setter and, like, plays basketball, like, against when they scored 175 points against the Kings, his defense, obviously, no one played defense. But he only took 13 shots in 40 minutes. So, like, you can live with that. And he had 14 assists. It's – he just can't shoot to limit your shot attempts and play defense. And like he brought up, 
the, the Clippers are so deep. Bones Highland, Robert Covington, two guys the Warriors would kill for at this point, yeah. aren't even getting – they're getting DNPs. Like, it's just – the depth is wild. Are they a contender? Yeah, I think with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you're a ten, contender. They're not a favorite or anything, but I wouldn't count them out just yet. Yeah, I, I feel like the Clippers are definitely one that they're in that top three conversation maybe come playoff time. It'll be interesting how good Leonard is because Leonard is the – I mean, he's like kind of like, – we don't give him enough respect when it also comes down – yeah, we do, but I also we kind of forget it as well because he never plays for two years. But when he's in, he kind of just quietly kills you. Yeah, he does. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He just he's a killer out yeah. there. He shuts his mouth and gets baskets, and like so that part always kind yeah. of worries me. And then Paul George is kind of the X factor. I always feel like with them because if he's yeah. feeling it, like you know what I mean. Like that's good. Part. <laughs> All right, let's keep on that note. We'll keep it going here. Game of the year, I got. Game of the year, 174, no defense played, second highest scoring game of all time. My note coming out of it, though, is everybody's like, oh, can the Grizzlies make the Western Conference Finals? I think that we've already mentioned the Grizzlies are like they're more they have a good chance to make the Western Conference Finals. Doesn't mean that they're going to, but they have a better chance. The Kings are the surprise. They're still they're in the three seat. So, I mean, and they're beating and they're just continuing to find ways to get wins, even with no defense played at times. They're still figuring it out. They're riding that Fox pick and roll with Sabonis. Monk in there. Brian, I mean, what would you think of the Kings? We, we, we mentioned it before that maybe making it with the Lakers. I mean, wouldn't it be so crazy to see them finally make the Western Conference Finals? Do you think there's any chance they could make it? I mean, their fan base, when they get in the playoffs, they're pretty crazy. They get the, they get the cowbells out and they go nuts. So I think that would be a cool aspect if they made the playoffs is their home crowd at – is it still oh. called Arco Stadium? No, yeah, it's something else around. now. Oh, yeah. It's still called Arco? Uh, no, no, no. They, they broke that down. That's actually where my sister our, – our sisters graduated, though, when we went to that graduation. Yeah, it looked like a piece of junk. No, like, my God, sister. no wonder they changed. Our, our sisters graduated Sac State at the same time, and we went, oh. we went to their graduation. We literally were in the last row up top. It was a, <laughs> it was a crazy old building. It was awesome, though. Well, what do you guys think of that uh, that game the other night? I mean, I've seen the highest scoring game, which was the Nuggets versus the mm. Warriors on video replay. I've watched it many times growing up, and it's just the craziest game. Maybe go back and watch it. Avery Johnson's on the Nuggets. They're like full court pressing the whole game. It's really weird. Like it's not like anything you'll ever see uh, nowadays. What do you think of the, the? I say the game of the year here, and can the Kings maybe make a run into the Western Conference Finals? There, William. Yeah. Uh... For the Kings, I like, I, I love watching them play, and I love, I just love Sabonis so much. I love like, I think I'm like you, Darren. I just, I like the post game a lot, and I like, yeah. I just love the way Sabonis plays, like just a facilitator at the big spot, you know, um, pick and roll monster. And uh, I mean, like, I, I'm, it's, I think this is just a feel good, you know. I think for the Kings, they're just happy to be here, um, oh, yeah. you know, after so many years of just turmoil and. Um, you know, just mediocrity of being less than mediocre. So, I mean, I don't think, I don't think they get past the second round, to be honest. I mean, um, <laughs> like, it's just so many people out West. It's, no, it's, I hear you. I, I, like, I, 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 don't, I don't know if they make it past. I highly doubt they make Can it past. Can I ask you this round, real quick? Let me, hold on. Yeah. Do you think they could be, let me just ask, do you think yeah. they could be Dallas? Yes or no? Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> No, I got I got Dallas. I got Dallas. Yeah, definitely. Denver. I got Denver. I got Denver. Yeah. Uh, could they beat Could they beat the Warriors? <laughs> that's kind of that's a low bar right now. 
<laughs> but if they can't, I mean, I would think the Warriors, if, I, if the Warriors played the Kings, right? And I would think in all our heads, we're like, okay, the Warriors have a chance. Or, or yeah, would we not I think, think that? I, I think if anyone in the playoffs, the Warriors want to play the Kings at this point. Um, so I, I think that one, that one is more, that one's probably the Kings have a better chance of winning just because of what the Warriors are going, like what, what's going on with the Warriors right now, especially with the big spot. I mean, Sabonis would just tear up the Warriors, I think. I mean, unless Draymond would decide to play defense. But um, it's – He's too worried about his podcast. He's too right. worried about his podcast. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, in that case, I, I probably got the Kings. But, you know, the Warriors have a very good chance of winning that. So. I was going to say to Ryan's point here real quick, I'll let Tyler goes. I was going to say there, I wish I would have took that bet earlier in the year. It was like 34 wins or something like that they would get this year in the play-in game. Well, they're on like, it now. Ah, ah, dummy! I don't, I don't bet enough to actually like go follow through with these things. And it would have only been a dad bet. It would have been a dollar, but still, it would have been five dollars. Would have been a big match. Um, all right, Tyler, what do you think of the Kings part of that? I, I really like the Kings. I like the way this ro- roster is made up. Bringing Malik Monk back with Pierre and Fox, two guys who played at Kentucky and were clearly best friends. They were literally balling in the uh, locker room when they lost to North Carolina, I believe. Yep. Yeah. And I have loved De'Aaron Fox ever since that. You could tell how much he hated losing. You knew he was a competitor. And then they have the veterans in like Harrison Barnes and then they and Sabonis to like are just calming influences. Yeah, they don't have or Barnes has playoff experience. Sabonis doesn't really any success anyway. And then they brought in the shooters and Herder Monk, like I brought up before. And then they have a defender in Davion Mitchell and they have another veteran in Lyles coming off the bat. I just like the way this team's built. They can't stop anybody, which is going to be an issue in the playoffs. But they'll score on anybody. They have a winning record on the road and at home. I just, I I think they're better than we're actually letting on at this point. I just think the previous failures for the past twenty years are still in our like. I think this team could get to the Western Conference Finals if they get the right mm-hmm. matchups. Would I bet on it? No. I think they'll probably. They could lose in the first round, and I wouldn't be shocked either, to be real. And to your point, we saw that last year with Dallas make a run, too, right? We see with Portland yeah. a few years ago when they played the Warriors. I mean, it does happen where these teams that you're not expecting, like, they do have good seasons. They just get the right matchup along the way, and they go there. And with Sabonis and Fox, you're always going to have a chance. Those are, like, the two most important positions. I think all it will come down to the Warriors fans will relate. Can Harrison Barnes in a corner? That'll be my part with the Warriors on that one. I always think Fox. His memory with me is I remember, I don't know, at the time, I remember Lonzo Balby on UCLA, and I kind of like, I don't know, he was getting hype, and I like mm-hmm. it because it's a Pac 12 school or Pac 10, whatever it is out here. And I remember they went and played in Kentucky. And, he, and Fox just put on a show there against him. And I no, was that like, was in the tournament. That was like – was that? Oh, you're right. That, that was, was in the tournament. tournament. And I and I just remember thinking, man, I was like, maybe he's actually going to be better. But, then, you know, Ball ended up going with the first pick there. So, uh, well, you know, that's what it was. Damn uh, right about that, Ryan. <laughs> that's why I agree with them. They, they hired Mike. And they had to send the park car. It was, if you look at that Clippers-Kings-Box score, it was just – it's hilarious. Like, the, I love looking through that stuff, like 40, 40, 40. I mean, it was not good at all. So that will be the issue. Can they defend in front? You have to be able to make a stop in times in the playoffs. You have right. to be. And they foul a ton on rebounds. So that would be something I'd look for them going into the playoffs as well. Now, if they have the home field advantage against the right matchup, like we said, that's enough to keep it there. All right, let's keep it going there with it. Um, all right, just maybe real quick here with them. I don't know why this one fascinated me this week. And I just questioned Cat by it. Like, he's to me like just this interesting player. I don't want to go deep that 
Will he ever make an all-star game again? Remember, Brian, the number one pick yes. out of LSU, Ben Simmons, the lefty out of Australia. Is, is, all the hype. Is, is, is he the OBJ of the NBA? Is that the <laughs> hey, that rhymed. Right. Right. I like that. Disrespectful hey. OBJ. That right. Nice job, Brian. DJ, <laughs> DJ um, Johnson over here. I like that. Yeah, the guy just seems like so much drama. He kind of <laughs> reminds me of OBJ a little bit. Uh, they I both went to LSU, I, too. Uh, they did. That's a great point there. <laughs> I remember him being the number one recruit. I mean, William, I mean, if you cannot shoot from outside the box or even from the box, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I keep giving him okay, I mean, as, an as an NBA player, don't date a Kardashian. That's, a <laughs> that's really It's going to screw up your career. Right, don't do it. Right, that's, we should have done that under Wake and Hot Take. That's the right there. <laughs> for next week. Say that for next week. All right, what do you think of that, William, real quick? Ben Simmons. You think there's a chance he's an all-star again? Any chance? Any chance? I, wow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think there, there is a chance. It's just highly, I feel like it's just, it's crazy as fall off. Like, he's supposed to be a part of this big three with Kyrie and KD this year, you know, and this is supposed to be the ideal situation for him, but it's just like, it's, it's wild. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's ever an all-star again. I think it's. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so curious what happens now, though. It's like, if for him, it just feels like all-star or bust, you know? Like, what are you going to do with this guy that can't shoot that? He's a multi-positional defender, but, like, you just, like, Kenneth Reed at this point? Like, I mean, not even Kenneth Reed, just like a – who, who am I thinking of? Like a Rondé Hollis-Jefferson or something, you know? Who was a, a former a former Brooklyn Net, you know? Yeah, like that's I, a name. That's a name. Former Wildcat. You know what? You know what he kind of reminds me of his career going down is Michael Kill, uh, Michael Kill, Gilchrist, where he just couldn't oh, shoot yeah. at all, at all, Tyler. That's kind of what it reminds me of. I mean, I, and the thing with his, too, is I think his ego is a little bit there with it as well. I think, like yeah. Brian said, that might play to the OBJ part a little bit more. What do you think, Tyler? I mean, if he finds it, he, not on the Nets, there's no chance in hell because they're not good really? enough. If he finds himself in a Draymond Green situation where he just has to get six, six, and six, like uh, in four, I guess. And I don't want to end with three sixes. Um, he can't shoot at all. And he can't Draymond can't it. shoot at all. Is he Draymond can, Draymond can shoot. He, he can, can at least shoot three. He's shooting like 33%. Simmons season. doesn't even attempt. That's like a career high. Simmons doesn't even attempt. I mean, I feel like Simmons was at that part Draymond was last year, that little peak. That's what I feel like Simmons is going to do. Last, like, three years. This year, Draymond's shooting better than he <laughs> I'll give him credit. He's actually taking shots. I'm happy with his offense this year. But yeah. years past, last year he was an all-star, and he did not shoot the ball. Yeah, I think I, Simmons can get there. I don't expect it to happen anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, it's not a bad point. I mean, the only thing with Simmons, well, the only difference with Rondo with me is Rondo at least has some dog in him a little bit there. You know, that's, oh, the, man, thing that's the biggest difference. Oh, man. <laughs> Probably more than a little dog. And I'm like, yeah, like you're, you're insulting Rondo by yeah. comparing him to Ben Simmons. I, but I but I agree with his point though. Is like that's where Simmons should shoot. be focused on. Like he should be focused on getting 10, 10, and ten from that size. Like. At least Rondo would attempt a layup. Like, learn to finish layups at least. You know what I mean? Do a floater. That's all yeah. you have to do at least then. Be aggressive like that. So I like Your that. Your 6'8", dunk the ball for crying out loud. When you're half-wide. You're saying you that about a Donald head. Foyle. Dunk it, a Donald. Dunk the ball. Dunk <laughs> the ball. Volleyball putback. Stop dunking over Shaq. Don't let him win. <laughs> I mean, it, it started when he got drafted by the 76ers. The guy had so much promise, but he just hasn't fulfilled that at all. No, next no, LeBron. How bad have the Sixers effed up, Jassy? 
Markel Fultz and drafted Ben Simmons as their like two point guards of the future. And just Who was both the of them busted. They had Tyler, that one rookie of the year that kind of was like a guy that couldn't shoot. Julio Okafor. Julio Okafor. Well, that's Cy Gildas Alexander. Michael. No, but Cy, no, wasn't Michael who's Kill. the guy you just mentioned that you thought? Was it? I said Michael Kill Gilchrist, but he was from the he was no, drafted by the Bobcats. He went. Was it? Uh, how recent was it? Uh, he won Rookie of the Year at the Sixers. I just 2015, maybe. He was like a lanky guy. I think he was. He went to Syracuse. Yeah, I can't think of oh. it. But he's kind of reminds me of the same mold where he like could shoot a little bit. I think he was on the Magic maybe as much as a year ago or something like that. Something Carter. Michael Carter Williams. Yeah, that's Thank what it is. Oh, Michael Carter Williams, right. There it is, Ryan. Thank yeah. you very much, Michael <laughs> Carter Williams. It's only about 10 minutes. But I got yeah, I think, his, I think that was a little earlier than 2015 because I remember his first game was against the Heatles. And he put yeah. up like yeah, 30 up. and something. Yeah, and – yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> you're right, he put up like a triple double, right? Yeah, he had like 30 points and like I don't know, either 30 points for a triple double or 30 points triple double. I don't remember, but it was a crazy game. So I wish I was in 2013. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, William, again, we got a couple more here for you. Thanks for jumping on this morning here. It's no, yeah, it started out dark in your background, it's now getting lighter back there. So let me move along here in the podcast. Uh, I know we're going on almost uh, almost an hour here, but it's it's big though. Quick, appreciate it. Appreciate you joining on again with us here, just talking hoops. It's been fun. Um, a couple more here. We'll get you out. Um, just real quick, who you got is your MVP? You did a great oh, job before wow. the season. I read your article there. You had Davis in the mix for a little bit. You had Giannis in there. I think you had Luca <laughs> in there as well. I think Luca yeah. was your pick, right? Yeah, Luca was Luca was my pick. Yeah. So is that who you're going with with 20 games left, or you got to go? You uh, you spinning off to maybe Embiid or something like that? I think. Um, if yeah, it's it's that's a hard question because this is probably like I was I was actually just looking up the other day about like when was the last time like more than four people got a first place vote? Um, and it was like oh five oh six, and I think it was oh. Elton Brand and stuff. And um, I think he got like a first. That was like the fifth player to get a first place vote. That was like the last time we had. And I think we definitely could see that again this year. You know, we just have so many like. You know, if somebody like in the East, you know, like you could give it to Tatum or Giannis or Embiid or, um, and I, I don't like, and then in the West, of course, like I think Jokic, I think Jokic in the ideal He's world, not allowed to get Jokic. three in a row. William. I know that's the thing is like if it wasn't for <laughs> you know the narrative around him getting three, like then. It, I think it would be him, but like there is the three, and I think he's going to be in the race. But I think I'm going to go with Tatum. I think it goes along with like your, um, you know, what you're talking about the Celtics, you know, kind of cementing themselves as like the favorite. Um, I think he's been really good. He had the shot last night, which if Embiid, like Embiid's didn't count. So, I mean, I guess what, what we have to remember at this point is Tatum hitting the game winner last night. So, yeah. I think, yeah, Tatum, I think Tatum's my pick as of right now. Just, that was a crazy that. last five minutes. Yeah. I get that last. How he made that shot was crazy. Brian, who do you guys have? MVP going Jokic? Uh, no, I'm going to go with Tatum from Boston as well. Yeah. As well. yeah. I feel like with Jokic, it's funny. Like, what, what do you have? Like the five and six seed the last two years, and then he ends up getting yeah. the one seed this year, probably. And right now they have a pretty good lead on the on the West, even though the Grizzlies beat him last night. Maybe the Grizzlies cut in cut in on the lead here shortly, but. It'd be funny if they end up at the number one seed. He has like similar stats, and he doesn't get it with like you know, yeah. kind of kind of a weird thing in that regard. Tyler, who do you guys the MVP? I think Embiid's been the best player, but I think I think Jokic is going to get it again just because they're going to um, finish as the one seed, and his numbers are the same as they were in the past two years. It just I don't know how he doesn't get it. Yeah. I have a, I have a question on that. Sorry, 
What, yeah, what do you, how do you guys feel about uh, non three, the non top three seeds getting MVP, like the player um, getting it? If you're I, not in the top two seeds, yeah. I, I don't know I, how I'm okay with it. it. To be honest, go I'm okay there. with it. I feel like at this point, the NBA, ha- it's just like kind of the deal. I feel like it's kind of mm-hmm. like you said, I feel like it's more just like it's not, it's either going to go to the top seed or it's going to go to somebody with the best numbers, even if they don't have the. And then there is the narrative. You can't deny that with the MVP and the NBA every year. There is a narrative with that. With the, it's like, you know what I mean? It starts at the beginning of the year. This year, not as much, I noticed. But, right. I, you know, I've, I've noticed that it's like that's kind of the narrative. Like like you said, Jokic is kind of not going to get three in a row. Then you have Giannis there who's now kind of starting to push himself out there because these injuries a little bit. Tatum is the number one seed. Like you said, he should be the favorite with it. I picked John Moran at the beginning of the year. I thought he was going to get it for me, but he wasn't able to. Um is that your internet too? Not did, you me. A, did you get an emergency alert from the from the, from the river? Um, too much time? Yeah, exactly. No, it was a child abduction. That's not the You got that one. We got that. We get those on there. All right. Here's my here's my lot. Well, just real quick from you, I want to yeah. ask you since you're a lot. You're let's see. I'm 38. You're a knight. See, I want to say maybe 20. Yeah, nineteen. Who's your favorite players of all time? Or is there a game? I always like doing rewatchables. Is there a game that you like? Uh, kind of yeah. like stands out to you that I might not um, be thinking of something like that. That's such a good question. I wish I wish you had told me you were going to ask that because I would have thought about it more. Well, um, I'll give you a second as we go around the circle because guess what? You're not by yourself today. So that's it. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> right, right. Yeah, try so, to come, come back to me if you can. Uh, uh, but I remember William. We we had that discussion of uh, if people don't know me and William, we go way back. I we I coached them over at Windsor Christian Academy, so we've known each other mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, I remember, I remember when you were, I remember when William was like in what were you, third grade one time I saw you play like our little chapel ball league. And I was like, okay, this guy has a nose for the ball. I hope he stays at yeah. Wizard Christian Academy. <laughs> we finally did win a championship that year with you guys. Um, I remember we talked about Harden. It seemed like you guys defended Harden more than me. Is he one of your favorite players or all? Does he annoy you in that regard? Like, is, is he kind of one of those? Because I didn't even have him in the top five. And I was like, I guess maybe I should. You're right. His numbers are out there. Yeah. But I did it. It's just my... Hate for hard, and I think Kevin keeps him out of that stuff. <laughs> he's he's not uh he's not one of my favorite players of all time. I I I I mean I just defend. I think it's like I think it's like kind of you know you kind of have to have him in your top five at this point. I just I think that's like what the what, what where we're at kind of with the times now. Um, yeah. But I, I, my favorite players, I think um my my favorite player all time is of course draymond like draymond's my all-time favorite player i've always like even now like i in my intramural basketball league i'm like i I this i have this guy on my team he's like a really good shooter and like i always i just like playing like draymond like giving him handoffs and playing off uh playing (laughs) off ball and seeing him screens and stuff so i I just love draymond um and uh so yeah draymond of course all time and sometimes my the other my other favorite players it kind of fluctuates um I've been really like I liked Bradley Beal for a lot of uh, for a while. Like he was one of my favorite players. Um, now he's to me one of the more overrated players because of his contract. Yeah, because the contract. It's 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 knowing how that happens. And his teams yeah. are always like in ninth or tenth place. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, next I'll give you a little bit more time to think about that one with it. Learn. You have to tweet me a few out with it. I got one last <laughs> okay, thing before okay. we let you go with it. Yeah. We got question of the week here, presented by Row One Brand. Use the code BSN15. You'll get fifteen percent off anything in the art gallery. Um, all right. Let me ask you. Guys, let me ask you this. You're a younger. We talked about it a little bit last week. We saw the All Star game. It was pathetic. Uh, there was no defense played. I. I'll, I guess my quick question to you on this would be, guys. 
I'll start with you, Tyler. Can the all-star game be saved? And to me, it, it really just comes down to a, will the players ever care again? No, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think it's to be saved. I don't think it's the players will ever care. I mean, the Kings played an all-star game the game after the all-star game because they didn't get to play in the all-star game. I mean, it, it's just, I don't think the players care about the all-star yeah. game. No, sense. they're not going to give them enough money to play in it. And Brian, yeah. the NBA misses a Kobe. They misses the Iverson that really yeah, kind exactly. of forced the Michael some of the other players. Michael don't you think, Jordan. like, don't you think yeah. if one guy just played defense and, like, they, like, okay, we blocked a shot, like, the other team might be like, uh, they might like be like, you know, I don't know. What do you think, Brian? That Maybe she's your thing. Yeah, I mean, there was that all star game where Kobe guarded Michael Jordan, and they just don't imagine. have that aspect to it anymore. No, nah, it's not the same competitiveness. William, what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I can I be honest? I didn't even watch the all star game this yeah, year. I, I just I like, um, it's, I think, I, I, I heard some interesting prescriptions to say that, like, maybe make it east-west again and make it whatever team wins it, they get home court advantage. But I think that opens up its own can of worms. Um, yeah. Like, there's just, like, there's problems with that, too. So Never I, follow baseball's method. <laughs> oh, is that baseball's method? Baseball did okay. that. Yeah, was. Was. Oh, okay. Don't do that. Uh, That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think all-star festivities can – I mean, there's practical ways to save that um, – you know, I think it's just getting bigger talents in like the dunk contest, three point contest, stuff like that. But um, yeah. So did you try to do dodgeball like the NFL did? <laughs> no, don't follow the NFL either. That's the LeBron James. I like Brian. I love that idea. It's actually not bad. I got people hiking the ball for X for making XOs out of it. Tic tac toe, but shooting threes. Um. No, my thing is this. It's supposed to be your showcase for the NBA event. Like, it's supposed to be your showcase, and you have G League players in your dunk contest. You know, they already have their separate dunk contest. You just need guys. You just need somebody on the other end to say, I'm going to play a little defense. It doesn't have to be a lot. That's literally what it comes down to, because usually if you're playing against your friend and they play a little harder, you're going to play a lot. It's just kind of naturally how it's going to work. So uh, until that ever happens again, I don't see uh, it being able to be saved in that regard. So, um William, I want to give you the last thought here. Thanks again for jumping on with us. No, uh, thank you. Talking, thank talking you. NBA. Um, I know you guys, you're doing school out there, finishing up here. They'll probably, what do you guys, you guys do quarter or semesters out there? Yeah, quarters. So I got like, I got like three weeks left. Playing that All right, so you're finishing days. that up. I know you're doing the radio thing. I know you're busy. You got up early yesterday. Yeah. You got up early with us today. Um, what do you got, what else you got going on in the radio game? Where can we check you out on that stuff? Yeah, um, you could find uh, my show online. Uh, if I mean, if you're in the area, you have 88.1 FM, uh, six to seven AM on Saturdays. But like, if you like you guys and kind of just uh, not in the Santa Cruz area, you can find it on the KZSC website. Um, you just got to go to the schedule, and you can just find my show. It's Dubs and Discourse. And again, it's uh, it's it. If you're not live, you could also just find it recorded on the on the on the schedule on the website. So yeah, every Saturday from six to seven AM. Sweet. Um, like I said, thanks again for uh, jumping on yeah, with me, Tyler. Um, no, it was no, fun no. having you on, like, finally like this to kind of get your perspective on some of the NBA Yeah, stuff. no, this uh, is great. Good follow, good follow on Twitter, obviously. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll have you on again, maybe around the playoff time or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, we can talk a little playoffs there, see how the Warriors are finishing up with it. Um, I, I didn't want to mention it. I'll fit it. Give you a little love as we go out. Now you can fight. You, you can beat me one-on-one now, right, officially. I, last <laughs> time I played, I, said, I remember I told Otto, I was like, 
was like, I think William's better than me. Now. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think he can, he can post me up better. I'm not getting any <laughs> I don't get any rebound. I said, I can't. He's full court pressing me. I can't get mine. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, William, thanks again, man. And um, like I said, uh, we appreciate it. I hope everything finishes out there with the rest of this quarter. I appreciate it. Can I? Yep. I have one last. Uh, yeah. I one last thing I want to ask you guys. Yeah. First of all, um, I want to go back to my favorite player thing, Isaiah yeah. Thomas, uh, Boston oh, Celtics. Okay. Isaiah Thomas, one of my favorite players of all time. But also, a uh, question for you guys is, um, what, um, what do you guys look for when you're watching games? Just you know, that's a good question. Uh, go ahead, T. It depends who's playing and who's. I I normally watch. I mean, the ball, obviously. And then I'll just watch ball movement and, like, player movement. Mm. And if it's not stagnant and just, like – that's the reason I hate Dallas is I hate watching Luka Doncic play. He's great. He's amazing. But just the whole pick and roll at the top of the key, like Harden used to do, and it's just not my – so, like, I like to watch ball movement and player mm. movement mostly. Brian, you got something you like to watch with it? <clears throat> I, I like the big-time matchups if you got, like, you know mm. – Phoenix versus, you know, the Celtics or like, you know, if it's like, I would, I would like to see the Kings versus Dallas in the playoffs. That would be pretty entertaining. No, for sure. That would be definitely entertaining. I think for me, I, I would look at it a couple of ways. I was, when I try to watch a game, I'm like Tyler, I watch a lot of off the ball stuff. Now I really watch the guys that screen and do like kind of the little things. Cause that tells me their, their intelligence is higher than some people mm-hmm. on that regard. And just there's certain ways they move uh, without the ball. I really watch that. And I always like to watch the, the coach a little bit in the bench and see what they're doing to react a little bit. Those are small little things I'll watch during the game. Um, and then I just – and then emotion. That's the number one. I love – you know that. I love guys that just show, have a little basketball soul in them. And yeah. I love to see that when they play, like, out there. So those are the guys I kind of – that's why I like my favorite player is the guy on the Pelicans, uh, Alvarado. There's something about him that I just I, – I love that type of energy and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So – um, that's what I look for when I'm out there. Uh, cool. I'm trying to watch a game, stuff like that. That's a good question, though. That's yeah, also yeah. our question of the week brought to you by Row One Brand there. So, William, thank you. You gave us two yeah, questions. Yeah, all right. That now you can save 30%. We'll double it. 50. No, I'm kidding. Make it up rules as you go. We'll double it up there. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, well, thanks again, right. man. Have a good one. Thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah. Later. Uh, that was awesome having William on there talking a little yeah. uh, NBA. Like I said, it's funny going back, uh, as far back as we go back, Bill now talk like legit sports with them Tyler like that. It's pretty awesome. And now, like now I said, he's kicking not... my ass in basketball. So. <laughs> I, I would probably go with I would probably go with my favorite players, Reggie Miller, just because he made the Knicks life a living hell. Uh, oh, that, oh, Reggie Miller was a killer. Yeah, he, he, I, I well, get him out posted him on later in the week on some tweets there. I, th- I remember with him when we went to a baseball game. I should have brought this up with him when he was on, but I remember. But <laughs> he knew nothing about baseball. It was so funny for me, like talking to the, him about baseball. This other guy, Ethan, we went to who I coached as well. And uh, it was just funny, like they had never been to a game before, so it was like really crazy to break down like the sport in old general. Like, why are they going to first? Like, you know, all that kind of stuff, and like just kind of breaking all it down. It was just, like crazy. So. Um, I appreciate William coming on and doing this. Obviously, we've been on gentlemen for a while here, but I'm just going to keep going with it. And if you got to leave, you can leave. But I'm going to keep going through it. Um, we're on live, like we said, still. So people are on with it. Uh, you know, come and join us. Brian, I want to get into the NFL real quick here. Uh, let's not go the Niners drama as much because we kind of talked about that in your guys' TMB podcast. But I kind of wanted to touch on the Raiders pick here at seven a little bit. I feel like the Raiders, as I was digging into the NFL season a little bit here, kind of think what the Raiders might do at that pick. 
A lot of people think they might trade down. I don't see that being the option. So, like, pretty much in every mock draft, it has them taking an offensive player. And it, most of them are offensive tackles. And I'm like, there must be no – there just be, must be no legit defenders out there because that's obviously what the Raiders need the most. So, there was the thing I saw the most was they're taking the guy out of Ohio State, the offensive lineman, or the quarterback out of Kentucky. What do you think the Raiders maybe should do at seven there? Um, I mean, if they have a legit defensive player, you got to go with him. But if if the defensive player isn't there, then they could always use offensive line because their offensive line wasn't the greatest. So, No, not at all in that regard. I I just – with the offensive line, it's always one of those picks where I'm like, ugh, like you know what I mean? Like you're kind of like – I don't know, Tyler. Like, you, I know you think they should probably take a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I don't – not the Kentucky quarterback. Don't touch him. He's not yeah. going to be – especially on the Raiders, I don't – think he'll fit um yeah i expect him to take offense i knew peter skaransky from northwestern or the ohio state guy um you don't need a receiver you don't need a i mean you might need a running back but it's diamond doesn't it i know i know darren wants a middle linebacker <laughs> doesn't look like there's any of this draft we can have with it um i was going to touch on with the the nine years with that draft quarterback controversy the only thing I was going to say was it's just amazing to me that you guys just continue to have this cycle of like kind of like these funny things. Brian, you, traded, you tweeted out Team Lance. We got to keep that going. Hashtag Team Lance or uh, hashtag Team Pretty. That should be our thing, Brian. Yeah, I think that you, you, you showed him at a Warriors game and joined yeah. him. So <laughs> that should be our I thing like now. That. We got to make it a thing now for your guys. And, and, and real re- really good news I want to touch on is that yeah. Jimmy G is definitely not coming back. There's a report that. <laughs> There's a report that he wants twenty million a year. So nobody's giving him twenty million a year. Nobody's giving him twenty million a year. There's no way. Not guaranteed, anyways. That's not happening at all. A um, couple other things. NFL quick notes. I wanted to get into as uh, I got the Rams. Uh, looks like they're going to trade Rams. It'd be interesting where he goes. I feel like he. I feel like he's going to end up on the Bengals. I feel like I like like contender like the Chiefs, Bengals, or Bills. Like we talked about teams. I picked Detroit. Up. Detroit. That was it. That was. I actually had them on the list as well, but uh, that's not a bad you, spot. You guys think the the Rams are kind of because of their they gave up too many picks and the salary cap. You think they're just blowing things up now? Mm, I don't know. If they're fully blowing it up. I mean, if they start trading Cup and guys like that, then I guess they're fully blowing it up. But I don't know. What do you? Yeah, think? but I just don't see why would Stafford. I see Stafford retiring. I I don't see why he would come back and deal with a. Not great offensive line get beat up again. Yeah, no, for sure. Brian, you bring up a good point. You you say they're blowing it up because they traded too much, but they did get a Super Bowl. Was that was that? Would you take that from the 49ers if they won a Super Bowl and then they have to blow it up two years later and they become the bottom feeders for a couple of years? Is that worth it? Yeah. Um, I guess it's like a I would consider it a double edged sword because yeah, you won the Super Bowl, but now your team's really bad so they're hard to watch so would but you want to take just, that trade what would, would you just want it sustainability where you're making the playoffs every year do you want win it one year and be like the marlins and uh b- blow it up and then have like a triple a team the next year i wouldn't want that i wouldn't want that but <laughs> I, yeah I, know, but I think football is different it's a little different in that regard with it um i don't know we'll see tyler with the I feel like with the with the with the Rams, I don't know. If, I feel like in the NFL you can just turn things around real quick. So if they still had Cup and they still have Stafford. I mean, and they still have like their main guys. I, I still think they'd be okay. So Donald. yeah, exactly. Thanks, I was forgetting who that was. Um, the little last quick note here, Brian, your guy, 
he made it out of the darkness. Aaron Rodgers, he came out probably looking like the looking like a you know as pale as could be. Give it out there in the set in Oregon. Give it out probably naked. Doing him, the little weird guy out there, fully like, refreshed. What are you talking about? <laughs> odd stuff. Yeah, so somebody made a joke on Facebook and said another twelve months with with no Super Bowl one. <laughs> oh, that's what the thought is coming at. He has to go to the dark hole for it. Uh, I don't know. So those are my like NFL quick hits with it. I like to. I, I'm gonna like I said on the show here. I want to keep going with the little Raiders Niners every week just to kind of to touch on the teams here around the uh, that we like um we'll get obviously more into the raiders uh, as the uh, i guess i guess another quick uh yeah hit, ahead, another quick hit is that uh Derek Carr saying he wants 35 million a season so i thought that was interesting because i thought of you darren where you're like you're like i'm you're probably glad we don't have to deal with this anymore 35 million dollars he probably will get it. i mean uh, uh, people forget yeah. at one point Carr was the highest paid quarterback and jimmy garoppolo were the highest paid quarterback for just a little <laughs> bit for a very short time they were the highest paid quarterbacks in the league tyler you know it's it yeah. is crazy to think they were it Carr's just, not getting it, 35 million no daniel jones asked for 40 i guess from the giant it's just this is where they start it's going to come down it's just the way yeah. they you got to negotiate in you start the bar high and you know, meet somewhere below that. Um, I got here going on. With, uh, we need your help with the show. Like I always like to say, please like, comment, subscribe. Appreciate William jumping on with us, getting to a lot of topics today. Ryan Harris jumped on with us. Peace Shark. We had Logan with the baseball update, Machado style like that. Getting the winners, losers here shortly, baseball style. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And all those yeah. guys that make comments, Savage. We, I mean, just – I. We just really appreciate DA, all those guys. I mean, we just really appreciate you guys doing that stuff. Jimmy, like I said, we already mentioned them from far into the bench. So just uh, you know, we're going to continue to churn out content. So anything you guys can do to help us get that name out, we appreciate it there. Like I said, be a fatty, right, Tyler? That's kind of our slogan. I like that. Be a fatty. That's the key with us. Be a fatty. Join the fat boy fadeaway movement here with it. Um, what do you think, Tyler, as we kind of move on here to it? I'm going to go to this. We don't – if Ryan is out there listening – Ryan, this is a special segment just for you. This is a rarity out here on, on the Fat Boy Fade Away, but, but I feel like it's necessary tonight. Special t- a special night at the tank. I love this kind of stuff. They retire Marlowe's jersey. I knew we knew it would be him eventually. Um, the 31 year franchise, that's how long they've been around. They finally get their first jersey retired. Marlowe was not able to win a cup, as we know, but probably the most beloved shark. Uh, I would say maybe, you know, maybe there's a few others that other people like too, but I mean, he played just. I think he has the record I said for most games ever played as well. Tyler, your thoughts on uh, Marlowe's jersey being retired and just a you know it's always a special night because it doesn't happen very often and you know probably Thornton will be yeah. next, but um, after him it won't probably happen for a long time. So very cool. Just the biggest iron like he was just an Iron Man. He played every game. You could depend it on him being there. He scored goals in the playoffs in the regular season. He was always efficient scoring goals. Very undervalued, uh, just a great player. I don't, like he got a lot of ridicule because Jeremy Roenick came out and made some comments about how he didn't have some dog in him and he wouldn't go to the net. Just some baloney, just the best hockey player that's played in San Jose. I think I he just he did what is the hardest thing to do in hockey and that's score goals on a regular basis. And he can't join the Sharks in 1997, Brian. <laughs> it's been around, he's an 18 year old kid. I, and he's, I think at the time he was the youngest kid to score a goal uh, in the NHL, or at least for that season, I believe. Um, yeah, the thing that we always remember with him was the speed, the speed and the wrist shot. He had like an awesome wrist shot. Um, he, and he was always like that guy that never – I remember fans always got frustrated with him at times because 
he, he was kind of, I always called him the Ben Grieve of hockey emotion. He didn't have like any, you know, he kind of showed no emotion out there at times. And when he did, I remember when he get in fights, it was kind of a big deal out there. Um, for me, the, the ones I always remember is against the Blues. He had a, a game one. He got a hat trick against them in one of the series. Sorry, guys from uh, Variety Sports Network. I know you guys are Blues Not fans, sorry but, at all. Uh, but those <laughs> are the ones there. And and then also I remember the one versus the, uh, versus the Red Wings to go up 3-0. Uh, on the breakaway, Thornton passes it to him to go up 3-0 there with it. Um, and just like you said, stats right there, you know, they all say that they're – they kind of do this, do him justice in that regard. But even last night, all the players, what they were talking about uh, and the way they described him, like, as a family man and all that stuff, you could tell there was, like, a different – I don't know, it just seemed different with him retiring. You don't hear many players. I know hockey players are considered the nicest in the league anyways. But, Brian, you lived with a Sharks fan for many years. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, you might be listening as well, but – what are your thoughts on Marlowe living with the Sharks fan for a little time there? I think the best moment was we Tyler came over and we were watching Cardinals Packers and Ryan <laughs> fell asleep during a playoff game and Tyler said he's dreaming of little sharkies. So. <laughs> You're dreaming of the sharkies. I bet Tyler doesn't even remember making that. I have no memory of this, but I believe it happened. <laughs> What's your favorite moment of your brother with the Sharks? That you remember what? Like he stood out because he's passionate. I remember we would see him at the bar bars watching the game, like you, we yeah. just don't around just, here. We're not used to that stuff, and so he kind of. My dad's into it now. I'm starting to watch a little bit more. What are you, your thoughts on it? I mean, I mean, I, I mean. Let me, I mean no, no, let me get Tyler with real quick. Ryan. It was. Let me get Tyler real quick. Then I'll go back to you, Brian. Go ahead, T. I mean, it's been my whole life. I used to come home from school. We'd eat dinner, and then Ryan would go to the back room, lay on the bed. I'd lay right <laughs> next to him, and we'd watch our hockey, and he'd get passionate about it. And then nowadays, it's just going to playoff games. At Osceola's and just that he just is—he's an animal. He, he gets crazy. He's a fun guy to be around. It just the sharks make him happy. Favorite shark. happy. Oh, uh, probably Archer's Herbe. Herbe, Herbe, get the shout or out. Marlowe, there. I don't know. Thornton. What I just guess it. Brian, what were yeah, you gonna say? Yeah, I was just gonna say going to Osceola's all the time, watching sharks playoff games. That was that was definitely the memories with Ryan. Yeah, Marlo there, I just feel like that's, that number 12 being retired is really cool in Sharks history. That's why I wanted to bring it up. We don't talk about it much. We talked about Marlo about a year ago. I think, Tyler, when we, we heard it might happen when he retired. We I remember yeah. we talked about it when he retired, but I wanted to give him just another, a little bit more love. And, like, we don't watch a ton of hockey, but we, you gotta, we did watch playoff, Sharks playoff hockey you know, a little mm -hmm. bit more, but they were decent in that regard. So, and, uh, so I wanted to shout him part, that part out with it. Um, all right, real quick here, I have with hockey as well, though. I have the um, – my Sharks investment idea, I didn't get to it last week, is I try to convince Hotter to get season tickets in advance so when they do get good, we can sell them for better <laughs> or be able to go to the game. I'm trying to tell Hotter, like, it's worth it now. They suck. Let's see if we can get the tickets low right now. And then we can do it. What do you sell think, them Ryan? to Ryan. Is that a good investment idea? <laughs> Ryan, would you go I mean, 50, I mean, 50 on that with me? <laughs> I feel like anything in sports is probably not. But if you're reselling, well, I don't. I don't like it when Tyler takes off his hat or rubs his forehead. That tells me he doesn't like the idea very much. So we're gonna go with that after that. <laughs> That's the sign that he doesn't <laughs> like it. There, uh, Irving, Nolan, Thornton, my top three. That you're right then. Yeah, Owen Nolan, the half court, the half ice shot against the Blues. I remember that game yeah. seven. That's always my favorite one. Uh, Thornton probably will get that. Uh, probably get his uh, his number retired uh, next week. I would think, or next year. I would think next week. Uh, next year. Um, the Miracle on Ice, I wanted to get into that too real quick. I saw that this year, uh, this week. I always feel like that's always an interesting part of American history. That movie always kind of captivates me. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I love that movie, the, the Miracle one there. Um, 
Tyler, that always like it's always been a big deal. It's just like crazy how that's that one will never go away, it seems. Yeah, it's something that just part of like American history. It's part of like pop culture. Oh, you bring it up to like someone who was alive back then and it was like the biggest moment and it wasn't even live on TV, which is just wild to think about. But yeah, that it's just like part of pop culture and it's part of American history. A lot was going on between Russia and America back then and yeah. Your brother, your brother chiming in with Miss Shark's idea. That's a terrible one. I look for the future. They, uh, I know they've, I, I always like, you know, it's never good when they're like, the guy last, when last time listening to the thing and they're like, yep, Urbe, uh, Urbe, uh, or not Urbe, they're going to the Sharks, uh, they're, they're trying to find out what their best lines are going to be for next year right now. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're like almost in last place. And that's not good if we're still trying to figure that out next year, trying to go. So not a good, not good going into it. Um, I there is a to, really top prospect who's supposed to be as good as like Connor McDavid and well, if that's the case, then maybe like Sidney Crosby. So hopefully they get the first pick. That'd be yeah, nice. that's what we need. That's they need to get that part of it. Uh, the last thing for me with the miracle is just like like I said, and just something that always comes up every year. And like to me, it's like just Al Michaels' call as to be what yeah. always kind of gets you at that, Brian. I think. That's a good point. Um, all right, kind of been a longer show than usual, I know, here, but it's been kind of a good show. I think with us going live, sometimes that's what's going to happen once in a while. So I appreciate people still tuning in with us, catching us, uh, if you're joining us a little bit later in the morning here. Um, all right, last part of the show, boys. Uh, we always do it. Winners and losers of the week, presented here by SeatGeek. Um, use the code VSN to get $20 off your first purchase of Sharks tickets right there. <laughs> you get your Sharks tickets to get $20 yeah. off. Brian, you got a loser of the week? Yeah, um, the the players getting used to the pitch count in uh, Major League Baseball because I, I was watching some of the players' reactions, and they didn't know. They're kind of laughing at it, and they didn't know, you know. Oh, it was funny to watch. You're right. That's definitely all one of my <laughs> with it. Oh, no, I don't know if I have it as loser of the week. I kind of have it as both skips. It's kind of a little bit of losers because of the whining about it. That was kind of the stuff I didn't like about it with it. Tyler, you got a loser of the week? Yeah, it's my Arizona Wildcats. Uh, they lost a home game to Arizona State, and it just looks like the same old team. They can beat up on the Pac-12, but once they play good teams with, from the Big 12, the SEC, the Big 10, it's just going to be a, another Sweet 16 at best for my Arizona Wildcats. My Arizona Wildcats. Uh, I had a loser of the week. Um, I got Poole, gets no respect. He gets pushed out and Clay pushes away. Even if the bench said it. If anybody sees this video of Clay uh, getting pool off the free throw line, it was funny. Uh, last game versus the Rockets during a technical, really good stuff. I tweeted it last uh, another day, so take a look at it. Pur- Purdy gets his surgery delayed. They talked about it on the TNB podcast. That's the loser of the week. The Alabama basketball situation, their program, just I don't understand. I mean, oh, it's I'm not even gonna touch the idea that he's playing in the game, but then you have the little pregame thing where they're you know, they're patting him down. Just oh, we did it. Yeah. I, even if you say you yeah, did it the whole back. season. Even if you do it, say, even if you say you did that the whole season, you can't. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. You can't. Like, you can't it's just not smart doing that. It's just like where yeah. are you in the moment? So not smart there at all. I also have um, Tyler making it as loser of the week. I wanted to have yours for like a month here, but I keep forgetting to put out it because it always cracks me up. Is on the TNB or no on your uh, Twitter? We're going back a month. Yeah, you know, I, but I keep forgetting to put you as loser of the week. Is that I, I always laugh because. On Twitter, right? See if I can share the screen somehow. But if I go to if I go to your page on Twitter, um, let me go to your page here real quick if I can get it up. Uh, but if I go to your page on Twitter, you uh you go to T because it says co-host of Fat Boy Fadeaway 
and the co-host of the TMB podcast. But if you click on the TMB podcast, it always takes me to a podcast called Tea and Biscuits from England. And there's two females that do the podcast. So you have the wrong thing up there. And it always cracks me up. Tea I've been wanting biscuits. to tell you for a month that I keep forgetting that I keep getting sent to Tea and Biscuits. That's what I keep getting sent to. Let me see well, if I can not share. Good. I got to see if I can share the screen real quick. I got to see if, let me give me just a second. This is kind of funny. Kind of funny. <laughs> let me see if I can do it. Let's, uh, let's see. Window. Yeah, entire screen share oh it's not gonna let me but whatever i always thought it was funny that it was getting sent me to two women from you from england so tyler you also get loser of the week for tmb podcast also be team biscuit so unless you're on the tm biscuit podcast let me know and i'll check it out what is this biscuits from it brian and brian and you doing a tm biscuits podcast i like it that's awesome a little my loser of the week that was hilarious that just i wanted to tell you forever on that brian Winner of the week. Let's make it a good finish here. Who's your winner of the week? I'm going to say Trey Lance. All this Purdy surgery. He's like moved ahead and he looks like he's, you know, he's starting to throw. And I I say he's the winner of the week. Team Lance. Hashtag Team Lance. We're going to keep exactly. that going, Brian, into the, now that time we're in the VSN football. Hashtag Team Lance going into the season. We're going to have to, we have to make that a thing here with that. And then, and then we, we had to get an Adam. Mac Jones is better. <laughs> yeah, I still noodle arm. One of my favorite nicknames, Brian. I got to give you credit on that one. Uh, Tyler, you got some winners of the week here? Yeah, we mentioned it earlier. It's just Clay Thompson. Just the performance you had against the Rockets, 12 threes, 42 points, twice in two weeks. I just, he's an all-time great, and I think he's one of the most underappreciated players of this generation. That's still crazy, no twos. That's just kind of one of those, it's definitely. He definitely only attempted one-two. I know, it's, it's a Clay Thompson like stat as usual. There's always these weird, like, shooting stats. He's going to have them all. All right, a couple here to end them. I got Arizona State buzzer beater. That's a winner of the week. Dilated those loser of the week. I said it. That's winner of the week. Um, I got that, like we already mentioned, Miracle. I got snow in Cloverdale. One more time, I'm going to mention it. Winner of the week. I can't believe I saw snow for the first time in my freaking life where I'd fall. That's a, that's a winner of the week here. Jersey retirements, talked about that. Um, the last inbound set, talked about that. Pitch clock in Major League Baseball. Last thing here with it. I like it, Johnson. Get your butt in the box. They're not going to call it probably as ticky-tack as that. My guess is in a World Series situation, and I probably won't have the the testicular fortitude to call that, as we say. In the, I don't think you'll be able to get that call, like the end of World Series on something like that. But I do like it from the fact that um, it does have a little pace. The players will figure it out. It did crack me up the first video with the Padres guy. He was like going like, he was like going off with set with like eight seconds left. Like you have a little bit more time. It won't be as rushed as that, but I think it's good. Uh, I think it's good, Tyler. I think it's, a I think it's good for baseball. Real quick with it. it seems like baseball finally did something that's going to help the game. It's been probably a century since they've done it. Since, when's the last time they did something good for baseball? Like this seems like the first thing since they like integrated in the, the 50s either. or 60s was the last time they did something. I agree. It's been, uh, I think it's been a while for it. I, I don't know. What do you think, Brian, of that? The pitch clock, he said it was maybe a loser, but I think the players will end up adjusting to it. I, I think it will end up being better for the league. I thought it was funny. A guy from the Braves, it looked like the umpire, like said he was out or something. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he was just sitting at, at, he couldn't believe it. He just kept laughing. <laughs> so you get your butt in the box, man. You got eight <laughs> seconds. What are you, th- what are you doing over there? I think it's bat- Tyler, 
is there a scenario where you find it more interesting, like where this might like I don't know, intrigues you a little bit? Like, because obviously for every game in the pace, but I'm thinking like, like for me, like the ninth inning, like in a one run game, right? Like the closers usually are deliberately slower. The game, oh, yeah. the moments are more intense. The closers usually have more energy because they're saving fifty seconds a pitch a minute, right, to throw. That would be interesting to me in that time frame because the players on the bases will have to think quicker. The coaches will have to think quicker with their signs. It's almost like they're going to have to give two signs ahead of time sometimes. And that's where the game to me with the pitch clock is really going to be the most fascinating is the eighth and ninth inning. Oh, for sure. Because these those pitchers take a minute between pitches sometimes. Like they literally walk around and the mound. They put a little <laughs> grip on their hands. They take forever to throw the ball. Like Fetters had to do his deep breaths and like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand where like these hitters think they were not going to be able to be struck. Like Joey Votto said, I can't imagine someone striking me out with only eight pitches, like for eight seconds to throw a pitch. I don't get like well, they have more time aspect than that. of it. They have 15 well, like seconds. 15 seconds or something. But like, I don't get that aspect where the pitches are going to be significantly worse. It, I think it's going to make everyone better at like, I don't know how it hurts at all. I think I think it, I think it makes the it, it evens a little bit of the playing field because the pitchers were getting too much of an advantage. That's what the stats are saying. And like so, it makes the pitchers have to not th- get get as much energy every pitch. So I like it. Rafael Benacourt to me is the worst. Every time he pitched, I said I'm changing the channel, not watching the human rain delay. The human rain delay. About thirty minute game there with it. So that was good, guys. Winner and losers of the week. Um, like I said below, be a fatty. Try to get our try to tune in, get our merch if you can. Um, like Tyler Brian. Brian, you've been joining with us now every week. I'm almost kind of. I'm gonna think I'm gonna put your picture up there now. With that. I gotta like, put, I gotta Photoshop your picture on Casey's body up there. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. So when I come home for Christmas, I can give him crap about it. Yeah, your face on his body, that'd be great. <laughs> or your face on with it. So no, but it's good having you. Man, always as a regular. Yeah. Love your little points with it, and like you kind of see sports from a different angle. So it's kind of always great getting your stuff on it. You and Tyler do a good job on TMB, like you guys did this week. Thanks for having me on with it, Tyler. What do you think having William on? I was kind of—I thought he was He's pretty good. good. Two young kids the last last month—they've both been very impressive for their age. They know what they're talking about. I was very impressed. Um, William, thank you for coming on. Let's play ball when you get back into town. Darren, set that up. Get a little best. Yeah, Darren, set that up. Darren, <laughs> Darren, Darren, now get that set up. Um, all right. With that said, episode one twenty-five in the books. We're going on hour thirty here. Tyler, Brian, till next week. Peace. Peace. Thanks.